The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, November 14th, currently 11-11 on the East Coast, here to break down the seven-game schedule in the NBA. And joining me, as usual, you guys know him as a superstar of the show, the villain. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling, my man? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I feel like I'm about to go have a 50-point game in the league tonight. You know, <laughs> called, got called up from the G League. I'm about to go out there and drop 50 since everybody just dropping 50 this weekend. I'm finna go give 52. Casual two 50-point games last night. I know everybody was obviously paying attention to the NFL, but true NBA fans like us, we saw that Joel Embiid last night had a 57-point game, and Darius Garland uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers also dropped a 50-piece in his or in their game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Unfortunate for uh, Darius Garland, it was in a losing effort, but nonetheless, a great individual. Y'all lost. He ain't lose. Darius Garland ain't lose. The Cavs (laughs) might have lost. Darius Garland didn't lose. He ain't lose that game. Darius Garland came out with a dub, but the Cavs lost. Yeah, Cavs as a team lost the game, uh, but Garland came out and balled out uh, 16 of 31 from the field. He was 10 of 15 from three-point land and uh, finished the game with 51 points, six assists in that game. And then also Joel Embiid last night. Uh, Not only did he win last night, but his team also won uh, 105-98 over the Utah Jazz. Uh, Joel Embiid in that game in 37 minutes. 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 block shots, uh, 19 of 28 from the field. He was 20 of 24 from the free throw line. And the uh, Philadelphia 76ers get by the Utah Jazz uh, in that game, 105-98. Yeah, two 50-point games last night, Terrell. Uh, maybe you know a lot of fans didn't notice it, but we sure did. Lakers also got the victory last night against the Brooklyn Nets on their home floor. 116-103 to improve to a whopping 3-10 and 10 on the season. Uh, any other takeaways from over the weekend that you may have saw? We saw early, early the New York Knicks just giving up 145 points to the OKC Thunder. No, that did not go to overtime. That was in regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy amount of points in that game. And the Knicks were up, and OKC came running back, came back, stole the lead. So uh, Knicks still bad basketball, man. I don't know how to explain it. Lakers, I mean, I know it's I know it's hard to say, but the Lakers look good when they make their shots. Yeah, they look I mean, terrible when they don't, and yeah. when they decide that they're actual NBA shooters and they have NBA range and they can put the ball in the basket, they look pretty good. Like they don't look like a bad team, but the offensive side of the ball is always a question mark day in and day out for the Los Angeles Lakers. So, good win against the Nets there, especially after the Nets. Uh, embarrassed the Clippers and the Clippers are still who we thought they are. 
Mm-hmm. Two straight team total overs, and then they come back and go back and doing the same thing that we always had them doing, which was going under. They went under against the Brooklyn Nets on, what was that, Friday, Saturday, one or the other? Uh, I think it was Friday. Yeah, so went under, way, way under there. Nets completely just steamrolled them and blew, and blew them out. I have no idea how Clippers were a favorite in that game, even if the Nets are on the East Coast. So, yeah, it's different, different. And Utah, Utah, we back Utah. We back Utah as a dog, and we fade them as a favorite. Like, that's pretty much how it goes. We don't – we're not laying points with Utah. But if we're getting, you know, double uh, – two possessions or more with Utah, then we're definitely backing them. Yeah. Uh, Utah last night – I mean, look, they – or at least for the Sixers side, they needed every single one of those points almost from Joel Embiid uh, to win that game. He accounted for 59 of the 105 points that were put up by the Sixers. If I told you Joel Embiid – Dropped close to a 60-piece yesterday. You would have thought they would have won by 10-plus points, but no, they only won by uh, three possessions uh, by seven points against the uh, Utah Jazz. But, yeah, you're right. Anytime Utah is a underdog of at least, what, five and a half, six points, you know, five or more points at least, I think we're definitely on the Utah Jazz side. Um, but anything else that kind of stuck out to you over the weekend? There? Uh, not really. I'm trying to get – Exact. Where is the Utah? Let me see here. Uh, Utah. So what's that? One oh, two and oh, three and oh, three and one, four and one, five and one. So if you're getting four points or more with the Utah Jazz, they're five and one this season. Four points yes. or more. It's yeah. pretty simple. I'm getting over two possessions. I'm taking the Jazz. If I'm getting anything less, all right, I'll take the other team. Yeah. Um, Look, they're a team that competes for 48 minutes, man. We've seen it throughout the season. I think all of us, including the gambling industry, were down on this Utah team just because they got rid of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. But they put a little squad together. Lori Markkinen right now, I think, is one of the odds-on favorites for most improved player. Colin Sexton coming off the bench for them. Jordan Clarkson, um, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Malik Beasley, these guys. All have been, you know, playing great offensively and, and defensively as well. I know a lot of their games have been going over, but look, this team right now, at least through the first what 15 games here, are 10 and 5, sitting at third place in the Western Conference. Obviously, a long, long way to go here in the season. But I think one thing to note, Terrell, Utah Jazz are a perfect five and zero at home so far this season. Yeah, um, and five of their fifteen games have only been at uh, at home so far this year. So definitely something for us to keep an eye on going forward uh, in the uh, NBA regular season. Here, uh, anything else for you, buddy? Before we get into the games for here on Monday? No, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's get into it. Uh, first game on the schedule here tonight. It's going to. B, let's go to uh, let's go to the Motor City. Dwayne Casey welcomes his former team, the Toronto Raptors, to town. A seven o'clock Eastern start in this game. Uh, this line opened up minus five in the favor of the Toronto Raptors. That number has stayed the course at minus five over on win bet. Total opened up at two twenty in this game. That number has been bet up to two twenty one. Starting to see some two twenty twos pop up around other sports books. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the uh, visiting team, the Toronto Raptors. Precious Achua is out for this game. Kim Birch is officially questionable with a right knee soreness. Um, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet are both out 
for this game for the Toronto Raptors and for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Cade Cunningham is out for this game as well. He's dealing with a left shin soreness. Uh, Corey Joseph is questionable, and that is pretty much it. So guys like Jay Nivey, Bogdanovich, uh, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bey, they're all going to be playing in this game here tonight. Uh, Dwayne Casey going up against his former team in the Toronto Raptors as a five-point home underdog here, Terrell. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that this was a type of revenge spot for them, but I don't trust uh, Dwayne Casey as a head coach right now with this team and the, and the young talent that this team has and what they're able to do on the offensive side of all without Kate Cunningham. I'm I'm really curious on how they're going to run that offense. Yes, do they have a lot of talent and guys that can shoot basketball? They absolutely do. Uh, Sadiq Bey, really, really good. We talk about Jaden Ivey, what he's doing in his first year. Uh, Bogdanovich is already in trade discussions because of what he's been able to do in the beginning part of the season with the new team. So Mm -hmm. I think that this Detroit Pistons team has a lot of pieces, but I'm not certain if I trust Dwayne Casey to bring it all together against the Toronto Raptors team that is still really, really good defensively. Even without Fred Van Fleet and Gary Trent Jr. in the lineup, it's more of a little bit of a next man up mentality for them. Mm -hmm. And I think the issue for Toronto here is, are they going to be able to score the basketball? That's really it for me. Are they going to be able to score the basketball? You don't have Fred Van Fleet. You don't have Gary Trent Jr. And while Fred Van Fleet's been injured for the most part of this beginning part of the season, and Trent Jr. has been a really consistent piece now you're leaning on those other guys you're leaning on the your scotty barnes to really take over and look like he's the guy on the offensive side of the basketball you're looking for your precious achua and your og anobi uh i don't think is pascal playing he's out for this one so isn't he pascal's still? yeah pascal's out precious achua's out and fred van Vliet's out yeah so yeah so you're missing three two starters and a depth player uh, man, let me go back and uh, I think I'm. Do I really want to like catch five and a half with Detroit? I think that's just too too small of a spread. I understand why people are betting Detroit. I'm sticking with Toronto. I still think that injuries on both sides kind of cancel each other out a little bit. Yeah, and I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back Toronto here and say that Toronto is able to get it done. Five just seems like a little bit short. If this was like seven, eight, that I might have been on Detroit. Yeah, I was leaning Detroit here uh, in this game, and I think for both the teams, they've just really been struggling defensively. You take a look for uh, Detroit over the last three games in their losses, they've allowed 128 to Boston, 121 to New York, and then they give another 117 to Boston. Um, obviously, those teams are healthy. Boston, one of the best off, uh, offensive teams, if not the best offensive efficient team so far this season. But Toronto's been having issues uh, defensively as well. Over the last two games, they gave up 132 to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they gave up 118 to the Indiana Pacers. Um, and they've lost three out of their last four games where they've allowed 110 more or more points. They did get the victory against the Houston Rockets, but I believe that was a game where they did have those starters. I believe Fred Van Vliet did play in that game for the uh, Toronto Raptors against the Rockets. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean here with the uh, with the Detroit Pistons at home getting the points. Hopefully this number inflates a little more, maybe gets to six or six and a half. Mm-hmm. But even at, at this number right now, I think that I like the spot here for Detroit. I think that there is enough offensively for them, even without Kate. I think Jade, uh, Jaden Ivey should have a good game. Bogdanovich should have a good game. 
And guys, like we talked about Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay, they should be able to step up here tonight. I think that there's, a, a, I like getting the points here with with the home underdog here. That's been you know something profitable that I've I've talked a lot about on the NBA Gambling Podcast. So I'm gonna go with the Detroit Pistons here plus the five and a half. Hopefully that number inflates a little bit as we get closer to game time. Um, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell at two twenty one? Uh, yeah, I think I'm. Um... I was considering an under until you reminded me how bad defensively both of these teams look recently. Uh, I think I'm still going to recommend an under. I just think that it's too many, so many pieces missing on both sides of the ball. And this could be, you know, sneaky one of those like a 110-105 or like a 110-100 type of game where the Raptors just kind of pull away. Really just yeah. kind of pull away from this one. And I really, I really, yeah, because I still think defensively the Raptors, they still have some good pieces. Like Malachi Flynn, when he gets minutes, he actually does look pretty decent as a uh, backup point guard now moving into the starting role. And Otto Porter Jr. is back for this squad. They have some some extra pieces there. So, yeah, I think, I think they can do enough defensively. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and stick with under. Yeah, one thing that just only concerns me is that over the last five games, Toronto number 22 as defensive rating and Detroit number 25 as far as defensive rating here. So I think those, you know, we talked about the injuries, at least for both sides, how Detroit's been struggling, you know, scoring the basketball a little bit without Cade. And then when you're missing two starters and a big rotational piece, probably the first guy that comes off your bench for Toronto, um, it's going to have to be other guys that are stepping up. So at least for the total, stay away from me. Uh, but I would agree with you. I'll probably lean towards the under this game as well. Any player props you are looking at uh, for this game, Terrell? Uh, yeah, I, I talked about Malachi Flynn and a lot of the times that he gets serious minutes, whether it's due because of injury, COVID, whatever. He has a pretty decent game. So if I can find some Malachi Flynn props late, I know I'm yeah. not going to find them now, but like late when we get closer to game time, then Malachi Flynn points is something that I'm looking for. Should probably be rather conservative, probably at a nine and a half, ten and a half, maybe eleven and a half. Uh, I'd be interested in something like that. He's able to shoot from three and provide some offense for him. But uh, there's a guy who had a really, really good game last year, Chris Butcher. Mm-hmm. He had a really good game last year when people were injured and dropped like crazy amount of threes and they were really, really juiced. So that's another person I'm looking for later when they start releasing the bitch players closer to game time. Uh, Chris Boucher is one of the players that I'm looking for to get hot from three because he's able to get hot. And I just remember too many times where they've had injuries come to this roster that he's been able to go out there and drop three, four, five threes and be that extra spark plug to keep them into a game. Uh, last game he had, he was two for eight, 19 yeah. points, two for eight from three, six for 17. Like he has the green light. He has the green light when people yeah. are out and people are injured. So that's somebody that I'm looking for. I was looking at uh, Bogdanovich for the uh, Detroit Pistons. A little chalkier square play here, but really when you're missing Cade, I think that it's really Jaden Ivey and guys like Bogdanovich that have to put the ball on the side of the basket for them to have success. Um, Last two games, uh, without those guys or without Cade being in the lineup, he's had 25 uh, points against the Knicks. He had 28 Mm -hmm. against the Boston Celtics. Currently seeing his uh, player prop right now at 18 and a half. Uh, for this game against the Toronto Raptors. So uh, possibly looking at a Bogdanovich 
player prop in this game at 18 and a half uh, to go over his points projection. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on? No, no, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's keep it moving here. Next game on the schedule, it's going to be the Charlotte Hornets uh, in Florida to take on the Orlando Magic. Seven o'clock Eastern start in this game. Looking at the lines for this game here, Terrell, we had the Orlando Magic open up as a one-point favorite. Uh, they have stayed the course right now at one point uh, across most of the sports books, but over at WinBet, it is down to a pick em. Total open up at 221.5. That number is up to 224, 224.5 at some other books. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, we, de- we did see the return of, excuse me, uh, LaMelo Ball on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. So he's back in the lineup, Trey Rozier. So the starting backcourt is there for the Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Hayward, Cordy Martin uh, are out for this game. Dennis Smith Jr. is doubtful for the game here tonight for the Charlotte Hornets. And then looking at it for the Orlando Magic, the usual suspect suspects are out. Uh, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, uh, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Wagner. Paolo Pancaro is questionable tonight with a left ankle sprain, so definitely look out for that uh, in this game. But Terrell, Orlando at home, I think we've had a lot of discussions about this in our Discord channel. Uh, so great time to hop in the conversation uh, over on our SGPN Discord channel. Just put an sg.pn slash Discord to come join the conversation. A lot of guys have talked about backing this Orlando Magic team at home, mm-hmm. and now you have the Charlotte Hornets coming in here. Um, with the Magic as a one-point home favorite, what are you thinking about this game? Oh, over, 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 yeah. over, over. This over, was the first over, bet I in last night. Over, oh my gosh, over. Like, you guys remember what I said in the beginning of the season when I said, wow, Charlotte looks pretty good defensively. Why is that? Because they had a bunch of dogs on the roster that were trying to make sure that they stayed on the roster. Like, <laughs> they were trying to make sure that, hey, Terry's out, LaMelo's out. When these guys come back, I need to make sure I still have a, a, you know, a spot here. And how do you keep a spot? You get after on defensive end. Now that Terry and Lamelo are back, them two don't give a fuck about playing defense. Like <laughs> they don't care about playing defense. They trying to go out there and score. Lamelo shot seventeen shots in his first game back. Like come on now, they're not giving a fuck about defense. Over, over, over. That is the best bet for this game. This one is going flying over the total. I'm taking Orlando's team total over. I'm taking the over for the game. And ultimately, I'm um, probably just going to go ahead and side with Orlando for the game. I think that Orlando had, especially if Ben Carroll's playing. If Ben Carroll's out, then I may be on the Charlotte side and just flip it there. But even though they have been winning without Ben Carroll, I just yeah. I think that he just has a great matchup with no Gordon Hayward. Really nothing. I mean, I'm not afraid of PJ Washington or uh Mason, Mason. Plumley yeah. guard in the paint and slowing down Paolo Bancaro. I don't think anybody can catch him off the dribble in the backcourt. Like I just think that Paolo Bancaro can have a really, really big game. Coming off rest, should be healthier. I think this could be a really, really good comeback game for him just to go out there and put the ball in the basket. So, yeah, I'll back the Orlando Magic, minus one. But the over is a really good bet for this one, however you want to take it. Yeah, I locked this in last night at 221.5. I still like this number all the way up to uh, 224.5. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this number is going to keep climbing uh, as we kind of progress through the day here. Um, it's funny 
that the first game Lamelo Ball comes back, they gave up 132 points uh, to the Miami Heat in his first game. Back a team that they Saturday. just took to overtime. Like, yeah, I love Lamelo. I yeah. love Lamelo. One of my favorite players in the league. He does not add anything to. He makes them a liability on defense. Like yeah. he truly does. He makes them a liability on defense. Yeah, and again, both of these teams rank top 10 uh, in points scored inside the paint. Uh, Charlotte is number 10, and Orlando is number 8. And again, Charlotte does, like you mentioned, struggle to defend the uh, paint, where they do rank number 23 in the entire league, giving up 52.3 points per game inside the paint. So I think we'll see a lot of easy baskets in this game. We'll see some three-point shot making in this game as well. And I think the pace should be up in this game here as well, getting a guy like LaMelo back. I know Orlando is one of the slower-paced teams where they're only averaging about 103.3 possessions per game, which ranks number 27. But uh, I think that Charlotte may dictate the pace here, and we get some up and down in this game between these two squads. So, uh, yeah, If Charlotte starts scoring, Orlando's going to add to the scoring. Like Orlando's not going to stop scoring. So, yeah, yeah, if if Charlotte starts scoring, Orlando's going to keep up. And Orlando's been playing really, really good in the first half of games. So, yeah. 100% 100% agree with that. Um, so, yeah, I think we both love the over in this game. Also siding with the Orlando Magic in this game. But definitely keep an eye on the Paolo Pancaro news. Uh, officially, as of this morning, around 1130, he is questionable uh, to be in this game. I know he's missed the past several games. So definitely keep an eye out for that for sure. Nine and, four, nine and four in, on the season in the first half for Orlando yeah. Magic. Six and eight in the first half for the Charlotte Hornets at home. Magic are five and two in the first half. And on the road, the Charlotte Hornets are three and five. Three and five in the first half. Do you so, have the first quarter numbers there? Yeah, I do. Uh here. First quarter we got on the season. Let's let's tailor this down some. Let's go last ten. Last ten games. We have first quarter five, four, and one for the Magic and five and five for the Hornets. Okay. Um, they're five and two at home, right? In the first quarter? Uh, or their last 10? I think. Of last, of last 10 at home, the, yep, five and two. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like that first half, quarter as well for the uh, Orlando Magic. I think they're at at home. They're just a completely different team, obviously, than they are on the road. But um, player props in this game, Terrell. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was that was basically it. Um, I mean, I, I got to see Apollo's playing. Apollo's playing. I'm definitely on Apollo. Uh, I don't think I see Magic props out yet, though. I think yeah, that I think this is just a that. game where you just kind of play the play the good players and expect them to just go out there and score. Um, yeah. So, you know, if Paolo Bancaro is playing, I'm on, I'm adding Paolo Bancaro to that points list. If not, and you don't have a lot of Orlando magic players up because you got to figure out what Paolo Bancaro is yeah. doing. But if not, then I'm pivoting over to Franz Wagner. He gets a lot of the production and uh, mm-hmm. given a lot of looks at the basket coming into his second year, Kelly Oubre, I think Kelly Oubre is a, a good a good person just to add some extra length. And he probably, um, well, he's in the starting lineup, but he's playing at three positions. So I like Kelly Oubre to have a good good day. Yeah, I was going to have Franz Wagner for his assist here tonight. But uh, like you mentioned, because of the 
Paolo Pancaro news that there's not props up yet for the Orlando Magic, but uh, closer to game time, uh, definitely we'll see that. I think these two teams already did match up this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it was a 113-93 victory for the Orlando Magic uh, back on October 28th, but obviously that was without LaMelo Ball, so that completely changes the dynamic for the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know how much we can really take away from that in that game. Yeah, I think Charlotte puts up points today. Yeah, 100%. Um, All right, before we get over to the next game of the night, let me tell you guys about where you can bet on all these uh, sides and totals and player props. That's over at WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Terrell, let's get to the next game on the schedule. It's going to be the OKC Thunder headed to Boston to take on the Boston Celtics. It's going to be a 7.30 Eastern start time for this matchup. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Boston Celtics opened up as a 10.5 point uh, home favorite here. That number has been bet up to minus 12 over on win bet. Uh, total opened up at 227.5. That number is up to 228.5. And then taking a look at the injury report for both of these teams. OKC has not yet won submitted because they did play yesterday in New York. Uh, But for Boston, Malcolm Brogdon continues to be out. He's dealing with a right hamstring tightness. Um, And other than that, pretty clean injury report for the Boston Celtics. Like I mentioned, OKC played yesterday in New York. They beat the Knicks 145-135. So they are on a back-to-back situation here. Um, So a little bit of rest advantage for the Boston Celtics, who Terrell are one of the best, if not the best offensive team right now in the NBA. They're shooting the three ball at a, a very high rate. Um, they are number three as far as three-point percentage uh, makes. They're number one in makes per game from the three-point line. Um, and they are jacking up 41 per game, which also ranks number one in the entire league. Um, OKC, surprisingly, number one in points inside the paint scored this season. Boston, one of the better defending teams, even without uh, Time Lord there in the middle uh, defending the paint. There They rank number five, only allowing 45.1 points per game. But double-digit home favorites here. What are you thinking about this game for the Boston Celtics? Yeah, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not taking Boston, but... <laughs> I understand, you know, why you have a good point. Like, you got them on a back-to-back. They are 0-1 on a back-to-back, losing the first game by the hook, actually, which is crazy. And so they're 0-1 on a back-to-back, 140 points. They, you expect that they expended a lot of energy in that game for them to come tired with travel going up to Boston. But I just – I can't back – 
I can't not back OKC when they're like given double digits. Like they are, excuse me, they are so good covering games. Like this is going on to last season where as large dogs, they just find ways to make these games against these powerhouses in the NBAs like the Boston Celtics make them close. Like they just find different ways to make them close. Sometimes they don't, but it's more often than not that they do and they find way to make these spreads close. So uh, you're giving me SGA. As long as I have SGA, I feel like OKC can cover any spread. So I'll take OKC here. Yeah. As long as SGA and both Josh Giddy are in this game here tonight, I like getting double digits here with Boston. I'm sorry, with OKC, even though they are on a back-to-back. You take a look at this season as an away underdog, the OKC Thunder are four and one against the spread uh, so far this year, where they've been in that situation five times, covering that 80% clip of about 6.2 points per uh, game against the spread as an away underdog. Now, I understand that they do have the rest advantage due to the Boston Celtics. But this team for the OKC Thunder, they play 48 minutes. I think yesterday was a prime example of that. I know it was against one of the worst defensive teams in the league, but it was easy for them to probably roll over and say, hey, okay, we're out of this game. But they came back and made a huge effort, especially Uh in that second and third quarters where they dropped 43 points each in those games. So I think, um, you know, maybe we get a a backdoor cover in this game where Boston wins by double digits by, by maybe only 10 points. Fully do think Boston does win this game, but I think that OKC can sneak the uh, cover in this game uh, with the way these guys are playing. Um, but definitely keep an eye on the injury report if SGA and Josh Giddy are in this lineup or not. Uh, Terrell, thoughts on the total here, my man? 228 and a half? Uh, 228 and a half. Give me the... Let's... Oh, hmm. Okay, see on a back to back. They just put 145. Both of these teams are top 10 in pace. Yeah, I think I want to just go ahead and back another over and just say that OKC is just hot shooting right now. Like they just got hot hands shooting the basketball right now. Even though they scored 145, they could still get somewhere in the 110s, 120s in this game. And, you know, Boston this season has been a shell of themselves and what they look defensively. They look closer to the Boston of earlier in the season last year than they do that uh, finals team on the defensive side of basketball, at least. And so I think that's, I think that's really going to be the main thing. Cause I truly do believe that Austin, that Boston's offense is really, really good. They're able to score the basketball. They're shooting at a very, very high clip right now. I think that they're going to find ways to score the basketball, but yeah, I'm going with the over. Give me over 228 and a half. Yeah, defensive rating, uh, or at least over the last five games for the Boston Celtics, is number 16 in the entire league. Um, and then for the OKC Thunder, number 23. But like you mentioned, offensively, they're getting whatever they want, which they do rank number one uh, in offensive rating, 126.1. The next team on that list, the Denver Nuggets, at 119.5. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been very, very efficient on the offensive side of the basketball. Uh, player props in this game, Terrell, if you're looking at any. Player props. All right. SGA for show. Mm-hmm. Um man, let's see here. We gotta we gotta get a big man for the Thunder. Like some somebody's gonna get inside and really challenge them in the paint and score. I don't have I guess it's because the Thunder's lineup is ever changing. I don't think they've had the same lineup for two games the entire season. Uh, let's see here. So they Project- don't have a true big man. It's like 
like James Robinson Earl, like he had Alexander Poloszewski. Yeah, Poloszewski, yeah. And I think I think Poloszewski might be the way to play it. I think Poloszewski might be the way to play it because he likes to hang around the rim. He likes to get a bunch of rebounds. And, at, you know, when he's not able to contribute to the team on the offensive end, this is how he contributes to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go with Poloszewski. When they drop his props, let's, let's back Poloszewski for a double-double today. Or, or let's just take his rebounds all the way up. You know, um, Boston has issues struggling to rebound the basketball through their big men. It's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. And I would back Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown rebounds. I think that this is a high rebound game, and you have an opportunity to you know get a lot for individual players. So, Provoszewski, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, I like all of them to get a bunch of rebounds today. All right, uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be uh, just lost it in front of me. Uh, let's go to let's go to South Beach. Phoenix Suns headed to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Uh, this is going to be another seven thirty Eastern start over for you East Coasters. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, uh, the Miami Heat opened up as a one and a half point home favorite. That number has been bet up to minus two. Total opened up at 217 and a half. That number has been bet down to 215 and a half over on win bet. Starting to see some 215s pop up. So more money coming in on the under uh, for this game. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, Dwayne Dedman questionable here tonight for the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero questionable as well. Left ankle sprain. And we know Victor Oladipo and Omar Yurtseven are going to miss um, a lot of time for the Miami Heat. For the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we know about Cam Johnson. Uh, Chris Paul is officially questionable tonight with right heel soreness, and Landry Shamit is in the concussion protocol for the Phoenix Suns. So it might just be the Devin Booker and the DeAndre Ayton show, as it has been over the last couple of games for the Phoenix Suns. But Terrell, Miami Heat laying two points here at home against the Phoenix Suns. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah, man, I'm still not laying points with the Heat. Like, I know they covered this last game over the weekend against the Hornets in a back-to-back where LaMelo came in the game and they all def- forgot how to play defense. I I just can't do it, man. It's just the numbers just don't say it all. So we're now at, what, two and – what's that, two and six, two and seven, the Miami Heat as home favorites. And I know that, you know, we've seen questions from this uh, – what a sword I'm looking for – from this Phoenix Suns team. I know we've seen question marks without Chris Paul. They've lost, dropped that game against Philly. It looked really, really ugly. And now here they come. And they dropped the game against uh, Orlando. So I think they're one and two on this road trip. I think this is a good spot for them to just kind of bounce back, get a win against a good Miami Heat team. I don't think they're going to overlook them too much. This feels like a, you know, a Devin Booker go-off game on the road. And Miami just doesn't have enough to slow down the offense of this Phoenix Suns team. When you talk about DeAndre Ayton on the inside, you talk about Devin Booker and campaigns look really good recently. Like I, I just think that there's too many options for the Suns here. And I'm, this is also just, again, another fate of Miami as a home favorite right now. I just have to see them turn the corner. Yeah. Um, Miami, uh, I was reading off the trends here, that what you mentioned for Miami. Uh, they are, let's see, like you mentioned, they're think, two and six as a home favorite. And overall on the season, they're just three and 10 uh, against the number. Um, it's, it's not very good for them. You know, maybe they have turned the corner, maybe they haven't. I know they 
I think they got a couple wins there. But like you mentioned, Phoenix is just coming off some ugly win or ugly losses. Uh, again, they lost against Orlando, where they only put up, I think, about 93 points in that game. Mm-hmm. So I think like when you're going to, I think we talk about teams that get up to play in Madison Square Garden. I think Miami might be one of those places as well. Well, people are, you know, the team coming in who wants to get up and play in Miami. So I think for Phoenix, you nailed it that I think this is going to be, the, it has to be the Devin Booker show. Him and DeAndre Aiden are the offense, but they have pieces on this team that people don't know names of but are still good contributors for this team, right? Campaign has been good for them off the bench. He provides the that energy coming off of the bench. He's probably going to be in the starting lineup, obviously, if uh, Chris Paul's not able to go here tonight with a heel injury. But um, they've lost two other last three games. They beat Minnesota. They lost to Philly. They lost to Orlando. Uh, so I think they come in here with two days off. Uh, against Miami, I think that they're you know this might be a sneaky good dog play here tonight. Uh, just taking the points with uh, the, the the Phoenix Suns here tonight. I I feel like Miami's still figuring things out. You know, guys being in and out of the lineup, and and Kyle Lowry, he's had some spurts where he's looked good, but it's really been Jimmy Butler, and then you're hoping to get contributions from a guy like Bam or or Kyle Lowry on a given night. So there hasn't been much consistency, at least for me, from the starters, at least for Miami. So I think a desperate. Phoenix Suns team is the team I want to back here as well with you there. So I'm going to take Phoenix here as well. Uh, I like the under in this game here, Terrell, at 215.5. Any thoughts on that? No, no, I like it too. You got the over the past five game, Phoenix Suns first in opponents points per game, 105.5 points per game. And we have the Miami Heat who are down at 11 at 109.8. I I expect to see a rather de- more defensive game that is going to come to some big shots. And I think big shots are going to be the determining factor. You'll probably see some big shots from Jim Butler, probably see some big shots from DeAndre Eaton from Devin Booker. Like that's what I'm expecting to see. I don't think threes are going to be oh, oh, so very common in this yeah. one. Now Miami's still giving up a lot of threes on their end, 24th in the NBA, 37.3%. Mm-hmm. And you have – uh, Phoenix, who is 36.9%. So you could see it, but I think that how these two teams are going to play, this is going to be more get into the rim, get into the basket, get into the free throw line, slowing the pace down, slowing the game down. I like the under as well. Yeah, both of these teams also are top five in defending the paint. Phoenix number two in the entire league, and Miami is number four uh, def- uh, defending the paint. So you're right. It's probably going to have to come down to you know shot making where both of these teams – as far as make percentages, Phoenix number 12, Miami number 20. Um, and as far as makes per game, Phoenix number 14 and Miami number 13. So, um, yeah, you're right. I think that we'll see, we'll have to see some shot making, whether that's from the mid range or from the three point line. Because right now, like I mentioned, both these teams are top four and defending the paint. Uh, so I like the under in this game here as well, 215 and a half. Uh, player props in this game, Terrell, seems like we might want to back some rebounding props in this game just because we think it's going to be a slower pace and shot making will be tough in this game. But you have anything that you'd like? Yeah, I mean, uh, Bam and DeAndre Ayton, I think that they have pretty solid rebounding games. And I'm going to be looking for uh, whoever's stepping into the four this time around. So it's probably going to be... Uh, it's like some combination of Tory Craig and Miles Bridges. We'll see what it ends up being, but I think that you can get something very, very sneaky there. Miles Bridges, just a guy that kind of likes to hang around the rim a little bit and pick up some rebounds, 5.2 rebounds per game on, over the course of this season. So I'm looking, I'm looking towards him. And then another fun one, if he plays, I don't think he's, I don't think you said he's playing. I think he's out, but Tyler Hero. 
Uh, he's officially questionable tonight with the ankle injury. If he plays, he hang, he's another guy that hangs around the rim and gets a bunch of rebounds. So I like Tyler Hero, 6.4 rebounds per game on the course of this season. All right. Uh, three games left on the schedule here tonight. Let's go over to uh, my part of town. The LA, uh, LA Clippers, I'm sorry, are in town to take on the Houston Rockets. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the LA Clippers, minus five. That number hasn't been bet up to minus five and a half at most books, but still seeing that minus five at win bet. Uh, total opened up at 221. That number has been bet down to 220 in this matchup. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the road team here, the LA Clippers. Um, obviously, no Kawhi Leonard. John Wall has also been ruled out for this game for the Clippers. Um, and that is pretty much it. For the Rockets, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Jay Sean Tate is out, and Jalen Green is officially questionable here tonight. He has right shoulder soreness. Um, so we'll see if he's able to go here tonight, if not, uh, or not for the Houston Rockets. But Terrell, we've already talked a lot about this Clippers team. I know you and Scott have been um, advocating or, or betting, I should say, on the Clippers team totals to go under. I know they had two, two games. Yeah, two games where it went over, but now they're back to that under squad uh, or under train. Are you still yep. backing that here tonight? 100%. Number is set at 112 and a half tonight. 100% Clippers team. Team total under. First thing you should have bet when you've seen the Clippers play today. Just go ahead, bet the team total under. You understand Kawhi not playing. John Wall coming off the bench is a lot, you know, keeps that offense going, is able to score the basketball. He's not playing. Mm-hmm. We'll see if anybody else is ruled out before the game starts. You know how the Clippers do. Uh, yeah, man, this is this is a very conservative number at one twelve and a half, and the fact that the juice is on the over minus one fifteen to the over one hundred five for the under. I I just don't see what anybody else is seeing, and how this Clippers team chooses to play ball. Like they're just not looking to even when they're winning the game. They are not looking to score the basketball, like, at all. That is not what they're trying to do. They're just trying to outlast the other opponent and make sure that they get a win. They don't care if they put up 120, 130 points. And so last five games have been rough for the Rockets. They're 27th in the NBA on points per game and 117.8 points per game. But they didn't play the Clippers. And so, you know, that's that's ultimately what it comes down to is that you're playing the Clippers. And so Clippers team total under is good trend. We're not going to fade it now. As for the game, I'm still going to back Houston in this spot. Okay. I'm going to back Houston because I think that there's more chances than not that Houston has an offensive explosion today. And the Clippers do not. The Clippers, the Houston still has a bunch of options, a bunch of young guys that can score the basketball and making plays. I'm still waiting on Jabari Smith to just take off. Yeah, And if it will happen, I mean, you know, he's definitely looking like the odd man out right now in that top part of that draft class, aside from Chet, who isn't played at all. But Rockets also have had slower development with their young stars. Like Jalen Green wasn't playing like this last year. He no. wasn't. He was looking basically the same that uh, Jabari Smith is looking. And now that may be a testament to coaching and how these guys are being coached up. But that's ultimately, you know, what has happened with this team. But what he has been, he's been a really, really good rebounder. Ten rebounds two games ago against the Toronto Raptors where they got buried. Well, not buried, but they did lose that game. Pretty, It didn't feel close. And then 15 rebounds last game against New Orleans Pelicans. So what he is a dangerous rebounder, and he's somebody that can actually 
you know, pick up the spark plug, give you a whole bunch. So we could be thinking of Jabari Smith double double in this game. That feels like a pretty good, a pretty good price. And for a Clippers team whose best rebounder and most important rebounder is only uh, Ivan Zubak. Yeah, this is already the third matchup between these two teams this season, which is crazy to say. Uh, uh, Clippers have won both of those games, but they have flew under the total. Uh, they had that back-to-back set back on uh, October 31st and November 2nd. Uh, Clippers won 95-93. Uh, as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, they did, obviously did not cover that number. And then um, they also won 109-101 as a six-point favorite. Did cover the number, but again, did go under the total in that game. And like you mentioned, that those both of those team totals for the Clippers did go under this number, which is projected tonight, of 112-and-a-half. Did like you mentioned, it did go over in those two wins against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the LA Lakers. But Cavs, you know, they're they're really a little bit on defense, and we know the Lakers, at least over the last five games, have been not have not been doing very well on the defensive side of the basketball either. But Houston, no, they're they're nine of the first twelve games are on the road, and they're finally getting to be back home. I think you'll see a spirited effort here tonight from the Houston Rockets. Yeah, um, just. Getting to be back home, I know you know a lot of players have been talking about that. That it was that at the beginning of the season when they saw the schedule that you know nine of their first twelve games were on the road. But getting to be back at home in front of the home crowd, uh, I think that is a good spot here for the Rockets here as well. Definitely keep an yeah. eye out for Jalen Green uh, if he's able to go tonight or not. But I do like Shane Goon's rebounding prop here tonight. He's been getting a lot more minutes for the Rockets at that center position. And I think that if he's able to fa- stay out of foul trouble, that's a huge concern always with him. Uh, but I think that that's a player that can out- definitely get a double-double against this team. Uh, last game, Shangun, 26 points, 13 rebounds against the Clippers. In the game before that, uh, fell one rebound short of a double-double. He had 14 points and nine rebounds. So definitely we'll be looking at his rebounding prop in this game. And if that double-double, I'm pretty sure it'll be at a minus price, but I think that he can find some success uh, against the interior of this uh, Clippers team. Uh, Terrell, any thoughts? Uh, I think we both like the under in this game since we do like the Clippers team totals will go under. Certainly sitting at 220 and a half right now. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, I'm going under. I mean, I'm not taking a Clippers team and an over. They are really, really good to the under because, one, they don't score the basketball a lot, and they don't let anybody else score the basketball a lot. That's why they're so good to the under. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically it for me. I'll take that and under, and I'll probably be on Paul George tonight. Paul George probably does have a really good game today. He had 28 last game against Houston, 35 game for that. I don't think they have an answer for Paul George. It's just, do they? does anybody else help him with the scoring? I don't think so. So give me Paul George over his points prop of 26 and a half tonight. Yeah, that seems a little conservative. Um, like you mentioned, he's gone over this number in both of those games. And as bad as the Rockets have been defensively, Without Jayshon Tate, I think that completely changes the dynamic of this Rockets team, especially defensively. So if Tate was in this game, um, I wouldn't look at Paul George because I think that he would be matched up on him. But like you've mentioned, at least over the last four of the last five games, he's gone over this projection against the Houston Rockets. And he's been able to, you know, not only shoot the ball efficiently, but also knock it down from three point range as well as yeah. Paul George. So that's a great call there, Terrell. Uh, all right, let's get over to the uh, second to last game of the evening. It's going to be the Atlanta Hawks in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks here tonight. Uh, this number opened up in the favor of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a four-point home favorite here. That number has stayed the course at minus four for the Bucks. Two twenty-five and a half is the total. That number has been bet up uh, by half a point, up to two twenty-six. 
Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams here for the Atlanta Hawks, pretty clean. We know about Bogdanovich, uh, no timetable yet for his return. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Grayson Allen is probable tonight. Uh, Giannis is also uh, probable tonight. He's been dealing with some left knee soreness. Uh, Pat Covington, Drew Holiday, and obviously Chris Middleton all still remain out for the Milwaukee Bucks. But hopefully Giannis is able to go here tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks, Terrell. But four-point favorites here for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks team who are 10-2 and two on the season are the Milwaukee Bucks. Welcome to the Atlanta Hawks at town. What do you think about this game? All right. Uh, yeah, so it's very simple. Remember how last time when I was talking about Atlanta plays the Bucks really home? I mean, really good at home? Yeah. Yeah, let me just run off the nine. Last nine games, these two teams have played in Milwaukee. Uh, all the way back at 2017, working our way up. You have Bucks win by three, Bucks win by five, Bucks win by five, Bucks win by 32, Bucks win by eight, Bucks win by nine, Bucks win by 14, Bucks win by nine. And in 2022-2023 season, October 29th, Bucks win by eight. Nine-game win streak for the Bucks at home versus this team. It, it, it's, it's a simple handicap. When these yep. two teams match up in the regular season, take the home team. Doesn't matter. Just take the home team. What injuries, whatever happens, Trey Young didn't even play in that game when the Hawks were at home. Take the home team. Doesn't matter what's going on. Just take the home team. This is a lock for me today. Bucks minus four. They give some payback for that loss on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting there, especially with no Trey Young in the game. Yeah, Bucks minus four. That is a lock. Yeah, 100% agree. I thought this number was short uh, for this uh, team, or for, at least for the Bucks. Um, they've just been incredible. And a lot of people are not, or people aren't talking about the Milwaukee Bucks just because they don't have Chris Middleton, maybe whatever the case might be. But this team to be ten and two with their top three guys being in and out of the lineup, I think that's something that it's it's worth mentioning for sure. Uh, sitting at number one in the Eastern Conference, and like you mentioned, it you hit the nail handicap on the head there. That whichever team is at home, just go ahead and uh, back them for that night, and it is. The Bucks here tonight with Giannis being probable, so I think he should be able to go after missing the I think the past several or a couple games mm-hmm. for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think he should have a big night here tonight. Whether we want to look at points or rebounds for um, um, I'm sorry for Giannis here tonight. Uh, let's get over to the total, then we'll talk about the player props for this game here. Terrell currently sitting at two twenty five and a half. I think I said, uh, but I'm leaning towards the under in this game. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I think it's an under. I think this is more when Milwaukee flexes their muscles defensively. And I honestly think this this could be a route. Like, this could be a route by Milwaukee. I don't even think the Hawks could possibly be in this game because just how issues that the Hawks have scoring the basketball at times and just feeling like Milwaukee has a chip on their shoulder after they started the season, what, 9-0? and And yeah. then they're, what, 1-2 in, in their mm-hmm. past two games? Yeah. So... And one was a just a superhuman effort where they probably should have lost that game in, in the first overtime. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm all over Milwaukee here. I think they flex their muscles. I think they get back to what they were doing really good defensively and just sh- shutting teams down. So I I would take a ta- a Hawks team total under. I would okay. take a team total under for the game. I wouldn't mess with Milwaukee's team total under. I actually think they go over. I think this is a blowout. Yeah. Um you kind of take a look at the defensive metrics for both of these teams. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, despite being the number six team that gets points inside the paint, 
Milwaukee is number six in defending the paint. They only give up 45.3 points. And the three-point three defense for both these teams ranks in top 10 amongst, amongst pretty much all three-point uh, defense. So three-point percentage allowed, both teams are top 10. Three-point makes allowed, both these teams are top 10. And attempts allowed, um, Atlanta number 10, uh, Milwaukee number 11. You know, one thing that kind of stuck out to me, Terrell, Atlanta number 28 in possessions per game. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not playing with a really high pace right now, uh, which is kind of crazy to me when you have guys like Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. But uh, Milwaukee is number five as far as pace goes. But I think that you're right. This might be more of a defensive effort here tonight from the Milwaukee Bucks. You're at uh, minus four as a home favorite. Player props in this game, Terrell, what are you looking at? Uh, player props, Giannis. Giannis. Yes. If Giannis plays, let's just let's just back Giannis to have a really, really good game, man. Like I, th- I think this is the game. Giannis comes back from in- injury, and they say, "Hey, you don't have to go like you know, one hundred ten percent." And Giannis says, "Fuck that, I'm going one hundred ten percent," and he just <laughs> completely dominates this game. So, yeah, yeah, I really like Giannis. Yeah, Giannis thirty two and a half points is his projection here tonight. Rebounds, I think I saw it at eleven and a half. Yeah, no. I think I would play like a points and rebounds with him. Maybe even assist. Add that in there. With uh, is Holiday playing in this one? Holiday's out. Yeah. So yeah, let's add a, a triple double. A Giannis triple double. I feel Seven like that's, to one. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> maybe I, I guess throw a win in there, and maybe it'll feel a little bit better. But yeah, yeah, I, I would get like it. Double digits. I'd like double digits. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I liked any other player props in this game. Um, would you go back to the Javon Carter train, maybe, Terrell? I mean, he's at 10.5, but with Giannis being back, I'm not sure how how much, I guess, shot attempts he'll get in this game, especially with I mean, with Giannis being back. But any thoughts on Javon Carter? Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not really – I just think that he just had a really, like, a really good – you know, spot. I don't think that that's somebody that I'm willing to target. I'd have to go back and, you know, look at the film, yeah. but I, I don't think that's somebody I'm willing to target prop wise. I think honestly and truly, I truly believe anybody betting uh, Javon Carter is just kind of taking a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Just kind of taking a shot in the dark. Like that's never been his profile. It wasn't his profile at West Virginia. It wasn't his yeah. profile coming into the league. Definitely wasn't his profile when he was playing with the Nets. It's not his profile when he's playing with the Bucks. Like he's just somebody that just woke up and said, hey, I'm hot today. Yeah. All right, um, last game of the night. Let's get over to it. It's going to be the San Antonio Spurs in the Bay Area to take on the uh, Golden State Warriors. Warriors did play last night on the road, did take another L on the road against the Sacramento Kings where they lost that game 115-122. I want to say that Steve Carardi came out and said that nobody is going to be sitting out the back-to-back uh, for the Golden State Warriors, but they are back at home where they have all four of their victories at home. Yeah. But a bit of a rest advantage here for the San Antonio Spurs in this game. Yep. Uh, let's get over to the lines here first, and then I'll get to the injury report. Um, Golden State Warriors open up as an eight-point favorite. That number has actually been bet down to minus 7.5. Total open up at 232. That number has been bet a little bit up to 233 over on win bet. Uh, injury report for the San Antonio Spurs. <clears throat> Pretty clean for them. Um, only big name I would say is probably Zach Collins, but everybody else is a go. Not yet one submitted for the Golden State Warriors, but like I said, Steve Kerr did say that they uh, the starters and the main guys will be playing in this back-to-back game here. But Terrell, right now, Warriors, 7.5-point home favorite against the Spurs. What do you think about this game? 
<sighs> I mean, is that? I guess we have to take Golden State, and I don't know. I just this one's tough. They're three and three as a home favorite this year. Like road road feelings aside, they're three and three as a home favorite. Like that's not giving any confidence, and they're not hitting this number. I think the only time that they hit this number on the season was against the Lakers in the beginning of the season. Yeah, we're sitting here at a seven and a half. They were uh, minus ten favorites against Sacramento. Didn't cover there. Uh, minus 10 versus Charlotte, didn't cover there. Matter of fact, they lost outright. Minus 7.5 against Detroit, didn't cover there. Matter of fact, they lost outright. Minus 9.5 against Orlando, didn't cover there. Matter of fact, they lost outright. Uh, minus 8 at Sacramento at home, didn't cover there. And so, it, I don't know. It just huh. – only issue with San Antonio and San Antonio being on the road is I truly believe that if they're anywhere – if they're down anywhere with the last two, three minutes, they're just going to pull the starters and call the game. Yeah. And that's what's going to really blow me. So, yeah. I'll I'll take Golden – this is going to be similar to Miami. And I'll take Golden State here, minus 7.5. If they don't cover the 7.5, because they really should. Even though it's a back-to-back, everybody's playing. This is still rather early in the season. They should be able to handle this and get this done by 8 at home. If not, then I'm going to be, you know, interested to see Golden State with another large line like this against the team again because it just doesn't seem like they're getting there consistently enough early in the season. Yeah, I was trying to find any type of angle to back this team, but, I mean, third quarters, the the, the books have, I think, finally adjusted, but still Golden State's 4-2 and two at home against the spread in the third quarters. First halves, uh, the spread, they're at 3-3. Three and three. Uh, against the spread, so nothing that stuck out a lot. Um, I'll lean with the Spurs here, but you're right. I think that if this game is near that ten point mark with about three minutes left, that you know Pop pulls the starters and Golden State goes on to win the game by thirteen. Mm-hmm. Don't feel confident in it again. Kerr did say that nobody was sitting out the back to back, but I don't know the the rest advantage. For the Spurs does kind of scare me here, and they're you know they're just playing with house money, and and it is what it is for them. But I'll I'll lean with the Spurs here. Don't love it. Not going to be betting on this game. Maybe a live number if Golden State does get down early. But other than that, I'll just lean here with the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? That's sitting at two thirty three now. Uh yeah, I will play that total. Oh man. I think first half overs have been an auto bet. Yeah. The Warriors. It just, they, they are just not locked in defensively. Yeah. They're just not locked in defensively. And it just seems like, you know, the pieces that they did lose while people didn't think they were major pieces, it just hasn't been easy transition for them to get back right. And I mean, it's really not shocking. Like the Warriors have, have been underwhelming in the early part of the season for a few years now. So it's not shocking, but. Yeah, I, I'll I'll play in over here. I just don't think defensively they're all in on Steve Kerr's system just yet. Mm-hmm. And the Spurs have shown that they've been able to take advantage of some of these powerhouses in the NBA and score a lot of points for them. Yeah, uh, just looking at the first half total numbers here at home so far this year. Golden State five and one uh, to the over. And on the road so far this season, uh, for the Spurs, 
they are three three one and one towards the over. So um, probably back to first half over in this game. Maybe tired legs come up for the Golden State Warriors in the second half, or they just yeah, lock like in a little that. more defensively. So first half over in this game for me. I like that play. Uh, any player props? I know they're not out yet for the Golden State Warriors, but any players that you may be targeting? Uh, yeah. Um, Andrew Wiggins has just been the model consistency, like pure consistency. Is, the role that he has on this team, it's like it's like perfect for him. Yeah, like he doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to do a lot, yeah. But he's not sacrificing shots. Like it's literally the perfect is it's like what was going on in Minnesota, except he wasn't the best player on the team or second best player of the team. Yeah. Like if you look at him, he's still getting all his shot quality. He doesn't have a game with less than 12 shots this season. He's getting all the shots he wants. And he can just if he has an off night, cool. But like other than that, Last three games, 26, 20, 25. Let's go a little bit further, 15, 21. I mean, shoot, let's just run down the list of the entire season, 10, 10, 18, 16, 24, 23, 20. Like, he's always there. He always has the opportunity. And if I'm getting a guaranteed 12 shots a game, mm-hmm. yeah, I like his chance to go over his prop. They don't, they'd be playing with his prop. It'd be sitting there at 16 and a half, 17 and a half, something like that. Yeah, I love Andrew Wiggins just being the model of a consistent basketball player for this team. Yeah, right now I see his number posted at 18 and a half um, in this game. Maybe the market's caught up a little, but he's also been able to knock down the three-point shot, um, whether that's been off of screens or just being open in the corner. I I think that's something that I maybe want to take a look at here tonight because just looking at the three-point shooting numbers for both of these teams, uh, San Antonio, as far as... Three-point percentage ranks number six in the entire league. Golden State number 13. Mm-hmm. Three-point makes per game. San Antonio number seven. Golden State number three in attempts per game. San Antonio number 11. Golden State number two. Um, and Golden State, we know defensively, we mentioned it, that they just haven't been the Golden State Warriors of last season defensively. So, and again, both teams like to get up and down the floor. Golden State number two as far as pace goes and San Antonio number 11. So, Maybe take a look at some three-point shooting props here tonight. Do we see Wiggins at two and a half at plus 145 here tonight? So maybe that's a possibility uh, to look at here tonight uh, for player props. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's get over to our lock and dog of the night. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about the newly relaunched SGPN merch store. It's the holiday season, guys, and look, you're doing your – holiday shopping and you're looking for you know presents or a stocking stuffer for that DJ in your life and that's why you need to head over to the sports gambling uh podcast network merch store go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and right now up until thanksgiving you can get 10 percent off of uh your total order when you use promo code dallas sucks uh, we have some great Christmas stuff on the website already there on the merch store. There's a nice uh, sweater uh, that says, let it ride. It looks really nice. I know you guys will have holiday parties, whether that's with friends or family, coworkers. Um, it would be really nice to wear that and let the people know that you're a true DJ. So definitely check it out over on our uh, merch store. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And up until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off your order with promo code Dallas sucks. So make sure to check out the SGP and merch sure that's again, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com using promo code Dallas sucks for 10% off. 
All right, let's get into our lock and dog for this Monday schedule. He'll smudge Monday schedule, excuse me, here at Terrell. Uh, I'll lead us off here. Um, I already bet this number last night at 221 and a half, but I think this will get into the range of the 230s here between the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic. Uh, currently seeing it on the move here at 224 and a half, now up, up to 225 at some books. So for watching live, get that number in now. Uh, over for me and the Charlotte Hornets are in the Orlando Magic game. I think we'll see a lot of up and down in this game. We talked about how LaMelo Ball being back in this lineup definitely helps him on the offensive side, but equally makes him worse on the defensive side of the basketball. So I think we'll see a lot of shot making, a lot of finishes around the basket, and a good pace going in this game. So for me, for my lock here tonight, Charlotte Hornets and Orlando Magic over 224 and a half. Uh, for my dog, um, let's go. Mm, let's go with the Detroit Pistons here tonight at home as an underdog. I know they don't have Cade Cunningham, but I think there's uh, more pieces that are missing here for the Toronto Raptors with Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, and Precious Achua, the first guy off their bench. I think this is a good spot here in the Motor City as a home underdog for the Detroit Pistons. This number is also on the move now, down to plus four uh, over on win bet. It was at five, but I'll still take them at plus four and sprinkling, obviously, on the money line right now, which sits at plus 155 for the Detroit Pistons hosting the Toronto Raptors here tonight. So, lock for me. Over 224.5 in the Hornets and Magic game. And then my dog is going to be the Detroit Pistons, uh, plus 155 on the money line, hosting the Toronto Raptors tonight. Terrell, what do you got for the people? All right. Let's go with – give me the Phoenix Suns plus two for my locker. Okay. All right. I'm just going to go back to fate in Miami, laying points at the home. At home. I think Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton both have a really big game. And this will be fun if – Worst case scenario, one point loss. Uh, for my dog, let's go to an alternative spread and give me Milwaukee Bucks to win by eleven plus points at plus two forty. I think I like that, that this is I think this is a route by Milwaukee. They're angry, coming off a loss, and back home, Giannis is back in the game. A couple of starters are back. This is going to look like more of a healthy team. They're going to get back to what they do defensively and completely shut down the Atlanta Hawks this game. I'll take Milwaukee 11 plus points at plus 240. Nice. All right. So the recap drill, Suns lock plus two uh, on the spread. And then his dog is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks in a route here tonight. Minus 11 is at plus 240. So uh, definitely love that. I think there's a great night here tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis being back in the lineup. Um, and I think that he should hit them, or at least the Bucks should come out and take care of business here against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. And like you mentioned it, home teams have just been the way to go between these two squads over the past several seasons. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. One note I did want to make, uh, the NBA Gambling Podcast is looking for someone to run our social media account. So if you are interested and helping us out, uh, and if you have experience with Twitter and, and running the NBA Gambling Podcast account for us, uh, send us a DM at SGPNNBA over on Twitter. Um, that would you know really help us out with the social media that we are trying to grow there with the NBA Gambling Podcast. So if you have experience, you know, putting up highlights and and you know knowing Twitter and social media, give us a holler. 
uh, just send us a DM that you're interested in helping us out. That would be greatly appreciated for uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, Terrell, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? No, fuck Boston. <laughs> there you go. Follow Terrell on Twitter at reallyrell underscore underscore. Follow me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. And like I mentioned, follow the NBA Gambling Podcast account at SGPN NBA. Thank you to everybody that joined us in the YouTube chat. Uh, we will be back all week as usual. Uh, so chum, come join the conversation. It's usually around 11 a.m. Eastern where we go live on YouTube and uh, Twitter. If you haven't already, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. You'll know when we're about to go live and you can come join us in the chat. All right, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm going to